I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files today, Allison. It's about the summer boys of summer. Boo, 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 boo. Is that us? That's you and me. Hell yeah. Yeah. School's out, baby. And we are free from all those, those teachers, all those scabs, all those <laughs> teachers' pets. Fuck them. We're going to go hang by the back of the school and smoke a dube. Yeah, that's where you'll find us. We're bad boys. Yeah, we're bad boys. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to check with you on the official Summer Boys of Summer looks. Um, Do you have your cargo shorts? Oh, you know I do. Do you have your Hawaiian shirt? Uh, yeah! <laughs> Are there ladies on them? Oh, no. Is that important? Okay. Well, either ladies, hula ladies, or parrots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, parrots okay. I've got covered. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, puka shell necklace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it. And a sweet pair of Oakleys. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's the look! <laughs> I think that look is coming back, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I got the uh, the dress code for my brother's wedding in August, and it's just, don't be naked. <gasps> so are you gonna sport the Summer Boys of Summer look? Are you? I was I was thinking maybe just a pair of cutoffs. <laughs> cutoffs on bottom, nothing on top? Oh, well, no. No, that's the know, naked thing. Some, that's maybe the naked like a, thing. a tuxedo t-shirt on top yeah. or something. Yeah, oh. The jork? Are you going to go jork cutoffs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pockets can sticking I, out? A- yes. Can I add? Oh, so they're short shorts. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> can I add something to this ensemble? Please. Uh, just two wrist sweatbands, I think, would really pull the look <laughs> together. Plus, it's going to be hot out there. You know you got to keep cool. You gotta keep your wrist real aerated. Otherwise, it might pass out during the ceremony. <laughs> you gotta wick away that that soft sauce. And you know what? If you get a little teary-eyed, you can just uh, do a little dab action. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, yeah, I'll just do a dab every time I, uh, every time I need to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can dab your eyes and also do a dab. So it just works do on a dab. So that's my levels. sibling dabbing in the first row. <laughs> is what my brother will say <laughs> you do you <laughs> how many people are coming to this wedding many no oh, i have no idea oh okay they don't tell you anything <laughs> they don't tell me anything i just say i'm coming this is who i'm bringing in as my date and i'm wearing some very inappropriately short shorts so get ready <laughs> hey they just said not to be naked that was their mistake, honestly. Now, here's the thing. You got to ride the line so that, like, it's not so short. You got a, a ball hanging out or anything. No, you don't want a ball hanging out because I have seen that look on some of our close friends and it is not oh, a good one. So, 
That's what they call the old monkey brain association. <laughs> boy. Boy, boy. Oh, I love being a summer boy. I love it. I do I do love the summer and being a summer boy. You know what I don't love? What? The premise of this podcast. Oh, why you gotta harsh my vibe, Allison? Because <laughs> if we don't at least mention it, <laughs> then I don't think it counts. I want to eat popsicles and drink beers and be outside and wear my sweet aviation glasses. I don't want to watch The X-Files no more. What Can't is your summer non-alcoholic bevo of choice? Uh, I say a uh, non-alcoholic. That's yeah. gonna be a tough one. Can I just I say know. Ice, ice water? I like a good ice water. <laughs> I am a fucking fiend for raspberry iced tea. I love oh, it. Dang, 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 dang. I like that because you can go a little southern with that. Hey. Oh yeah. Mm. Pull bourbon. In- oh no! Wait, never mind. <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Uh, speaking of Southern, I am still working on getting you that bolo tie in time, in time for your brother's wedding. Oh, yeah. That's so important. That's such an important part of the look. <laughs> okay. You said that if we don't talk about the X-Files, this episode doesn't count. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about the X-Files. Okay. Allison, what episode of the X-Files did we watch? Uh, well, Courtney, the hits just keep on coming, because we watched Season 7, Episode 16, Chimera, and here's the description. Mulder investigates a series of murders in Vermont, where powerful passions percolate below the surface of a picturesque New England town. I fucking hate that alliteration, my dude. Uh Uh-huh. It's very bad. I don't think I popped any of those peas, though. No, you were smooth as butter, my 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 bro. <laughs> now, I would love to... Okay, there's one thing that I want to read to you from the Wikipedia page. I want to just read the entire Wikipedia article because it's so... It just encapsulates how bad we had it this episode. <laughs> yeah, but this one quote is my favorite. Like, it actually might be my favorite quote ever about oh. Chris Carter writing something. Wow. Okay, sock it to me. Series creator Chris Carter, in particular, saw the episode as a, quote, chance to do something bold and new, end quote. Carter wanted the story to resolve, revolve around a crow, an image that he described simply as, quote, scary. <laughs> he, got, he got spooked. He's all spooky. Yeah, crows are a little, he gets a little pooped by him, which is funny that that's what he wanted this episode to be about, because when I sort of had thought back about what I thought maybe they spitballed about when coming up with this episode was, you know, Chris Carter just bursts into the writer's room and he's like, hey guys, I've got an idea. What if we just think about like all the different kinds of women that there are, and then we just kind of riff on that, like they're slutty and poor and mean and death monster (laughs) and a man. Those are all hey, those are the those are the four women that we have on this earth. Tag yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh I am a monster, actually. So there you go. Um, can we actually talk about the casting? Can I can I can I Please. talk to you about the casting? I would love well, that. Before we delve into this one. Um this is also from the Wikipedia page. 
Rick Mickelin, the show's casting director, was tasked with finding, quote, normal-looking suburban people to play the episode's <laughs> various real regular uggos. See, here's the thing. They couldn't say white. <laughs> they just couldn't. <laughs> that that wasn't allowed. That was frowned upon. So they were just gonna say they were just gonna say normal looking suburban people. Milk oh no, this is the this is the mmm, the frosting on top of that layered cake, my friend. Milliken <laughs> later noted the uh that the show necessitated casting perfect people. But it's not that easy to find normal looking people. We've used so many people over the years that it's gotten harder to find them. Okay. <laughs> now, what, now, what do you think he, exactly he meant by that, Allison? Can we read I between the lines? There's just a finite <laughs> amount of normal looking people in the world. Look, the X-Files has been on for seven seasons. We we cast every white person we have found. <laughs> I mean, there's just no more of them. That's all. That's all the ones that there are. It's oh, just too late. I hate, I hate, I hate it. It's so bad. <laughs> this whole episode is a real nightmare. It is. It's a waking nightmare, Allison. <laughs> it starts bad, and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse until you're hit with this, like, real double whammy at the end. Yeah, they did pook us with that one, huh? <laughs> yep. They're like, we, you thought this was about sexism, but no, it's about ableism too. <laughs> and just like a little micro dose of transphobia in there. Mmm, just a little. <laughs> now we laugh at this because we've been through seven, eight, nine seasons of this and we're, we're numb, my friends. Oh, so numb. Someone has applied some of that real minty lube to our whole bodies, and we're just, we can't feel anymore. Sliding through it. (laughs) A little tingly. God, you remember when that was like a thing? Minty lube. Oh, yeah. Minty lube. I mean, it it felt good. And it freshened your breath. (laughs) But it can't be good for your orifices, correct? Well, depends how much sugar there is in it, I guess. Well, mint is like an abrasive, isn't it? Yeah, but I think if you like are extracting mint flavor, it's not like there's crushed up mint in there. <laughs> oh, no, I made my own lube, actually. Oh, okay, that is different. I would make myself a mojito and then leave the strainings and then smush them all up and just add bulk lube to it. Oh, I would just kind of make a mojito and then put my dick in it. <laughs> That's what we call the old swizzle stick, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's talk about Martha and her really, really, really good hair. Okay. She's the only thing keeping me alive, Martha and her hair. Oh. <laughs> she had a Myra Rose feel to, to her. She did have a bit of a Moira Rose feel, a little bit of a Schitt's Creek matriarch thing going on. Is that because she probably did have a wig wall? Oh, that woman 100%. I don't know. She was fancy enough to have a wig wall, actually. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you're a fancy person, you have to have a wig wall. Yeah. Mm. She also had the, I think, the best background boy I've ever Oh, Courtney. Seen. It wasn't just a background boy. <laughs> 
that was a background boy that became a mid-ground boy that became a foreground boy. Now, I might be talking about another boy, because mine was not actually a sentient boy. Uh, what was your boy? <laughs> um, my boy was an amazing piece of set decoration that okay. stole the scene. Okay, maybe we are talking about the same boy. Tell me about this boy. <laughs> so, okay, first of all, there's a beautiful Easter party. It is ruined when a poor woman shows up. And then... <laughs> No, uh, a poor, rude woman. A poor, rude woman, as opposed to the rich, rude women. Yeah. Uh, and then a little girl looks, goes looking for her eggs in the woods, and she sees the poor woman, and then she comes back and says, I saw a scary bird. Um, <laughs> I guess she can't say bitch, so she's like, a bird. <laughs> and then her mom goes missing. Whoops. Oopsies. Oopsie doodles. Uh, after getting pooked by a scary face in a mirror. Yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> Also, Mulder and Skelly are staking out the bad part of town. Now, I, did- I, hold, sorry, I yeah. do want to go back to the party. Oh, yeah? Can we talk about this table spread? Oh, it is incredible. That is some 1970s oh. shit. Oh, uh, the lacquered buns. So beautiful. The, I saw a plate of pea, just loose peas. Here's the thing, that kind of delicate divine food by rights should only be for gay people. That's true. That's our it's, food. That's our food. Stop being so homophobic, X-Files. <laughs> now, what do you think they have? I Sorry, I know you want to get to the best worst part of this whole episode. I just, this Easter party is just rattling around in my brain, my dude. <laughs> what do you think rich white people put in their easter eggs oh i think i don't think they try that hard oh no i think they just buy the shitty waxy candy little chocolate eggs and they're like here you go kids fuck you and then they go drink their like top shelf brandy see i was gonna go with the the story that we have within our friend circle and just say grapes So, uh, Space Against, we have, uh, 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 in our friend family, we have someone, uh, two people with two children. And, uh, uh, Mama is a wonderful being, but is, I guess, highly concerned about her kids' health? Well, you know, just doesn't want them to have too much sugar. Or just wants complete control over them, uh, and their <laughs> happiness. And so instead of chocolate, uh, she puts out grapes. Look, don't get me wrong. I fucking love a grape. I will crush a grape all day. Mm. Yes, but are you telling me the Easter Bunny poops out grapes, Allison? Are you telling me that the chocolate that is usually in eggs comes from the Easter Bunny's anus? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Still gonna eat it. Look, if you don't want your kid to eat chocolate, just tell it it's bunny droppings and they'll stop eventually. Mm. I don't know. It didn't work with my brother who started eating the bunny droppings and thought it was chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now let's call them out matt or brian that was brian <laughs> nice <laughs> getting married congratulations on your invented nuptials my dude oh i gotta crash that stage and tell that story <gasps> oh do you get to do a speech well now my other brother is a co-groomsman okay and, and he will be doing a speech yeah but he did say that he could give me a little time get <laughs> Give me a tight five, if you will, to get up and say, you all know me. I am 
one of the Ross siblings, namely the gay one. Hey, hey, you remember our, in our Christmas letters that our parents sent out? I'm the gay one. Hi, That's me. I'm Allison. They don't like to talk about it, but here I am. In my short, short cutoffs. Hey, let me just put a leg right up here on the table and stretch out my hammies while I'm giving this <laughs> real good type five. I gotta work on my material. I am very excited. Okay, well, maybe maybe let's write your material during this episode. Let's okay. Just, let's just shit the, sh- shoot the shit in this one. We'll see what we can make. Okay, so number one, uh, poop stories. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Okay, we got we got you the first like two minutes easily. Yeah, pausing for, no problem. Pausing for laughter. That's a good two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about what a fucking cold ass bitch Scully is. Scully, if you missed classic Scully being classist, well, don't worry. Uh, she back. <laughs> oh, she back, and she's with her sister, the slut shaming fucking. Ho bag, and I hate it. I hate it so, yep. so, so much. Um, Scully is in this, uh, uh like abandoned w- bit warehouse or something, right? Yeah, with Mulder. With Mulder, and they're on a stakeout, and she mm-hmm. calls, uh, and Mulder calls the what? Who are they looking for? Is the dregs of society. Indeed, they say it several times in several different ways. Just so we know, these people are all morally bad. Now, this can't be anything serious that they're looking at, because they're just complaining about how gross the building is, right, Allison? Mm. Uh-oh. Is it a bad crime that they're investigating? Um. Is it- Oh, let- Yeah, it's fucking sex workers disappearing and probably being murdered. And they think that it's being done by, what? Another sex worker? (gasps) Oh. But you know what? That's not going to stop Scully complaining about how gross everything is. Yeah, it's just, like, so morally corrupt down here. And, like, she would never be caught dead. (sighs) Allison. Yeah. Do people who like Scully, have they never watched The X-Files before? (laughs) I have to think that might be the case. Or just the rose-colored glasses? Or they just, like, you know, they just ignored all of this dialogue about how much she feels gross being in a part of town where there's sex workers and, like, it's just, I don't know. How can you watch that and be like, yeah, she's chill as hell and I want to be her? Which is so gross because then you, it kind of turns into the situation where uh, all these people who put Scully on a pedestal, they're doing the same thing that the kind of writers are doing is they're just kind of watching it on mute and seeing how cute she looks. Also, she's a doctor. So you know what? We're a fan of her. But really, they're not listening to what she's saying and her actions. And I hate it. I hate every... I hate... Allison? Uh I think I dislike Scully more than I dislike Mulder at this point. You know, (laughs) I don't think I can fault you for that. Oh, boy. Because that's the thing. You're supposed to like Mulder. He's Chris Carter's self-insert. Oh, oh no. Well, I don't, I, don't get me wrong. I don't like Mulder. No. I just don't want to rage punch something when he, well, I do. That's also Yeah, a no, that's mm. also that. Mm-hmm. If I were to pick up both characters, 
and flush them sequentially down the toilet in order of the characters I hate the most, Scully would be first. I think at this point that's completely fair. Okay, excellent. Okay, get, get to the good stuff. Okay, so Mulder gets called into this case by Skinner. Skinner's like, hey, I need you to check out this lady that disappeared. Why? There were birds there. Okay. Um, hey, birds, birds is... Allison, birds is spooky. Birds is... And you know what else? Never been done before. No. <laughs> this is... This is fucking... This is art. Allison, this is some cutting edge bird related horror. Birds is spooky and no one has ever told you that before ever. Not a soul. And not just a lot of birds because a lot of birds would be not as spooky as just one single bird. Just one little bird. It's just the smaller the scarier. And we say raven as if it is a raven but ravens are big. We don't want it to be too spooky, so let's just throw a crow in there and call it a raven. If I was going to be afraid of one single bird, it would be Canuck, because he does have a knife. Oh, yeah. also, I know that he loves me, so I'm not afraid. Uh, Canuck, uh, by the way, Space Cadets, is is East Fan's own mascot, um, a bird who has befriended humans, but also keeps us in check because Canuck has been seen carrying around a giant knife threatening people. He's a good crow. But you know what? Just keeping it East Van fresh, really. Yep, that's what we're all about here. Who hasn't been threatened with a stabbing in East Van? <laughs> Not me. Well, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got, we got, so if spooky things is happening, cause, cause birds is, birds is scary. Uh, what yeah. else? What next? Mulder goes to the house of the lady what disappeared with yeah. the sheriff. Yeah. And as they walk up to her house. Yeah. There is a statue of a little jockey boy. Um, and the director of this episode made a creative decision to keep this boy in the frame at all times. So as you get closer and closer, his face is just there in the front of the frame, and it's so good. I love this boy so much. (laughs) That set dresser just won the lottery with this sweet statuesque boy. I rarely agree with the creative decisions on this show, but this one I can get behind 100%. Look, I love a good wreath, but I love a good jockey boy. I love a good jockey lawn boy. I love it. It's just like, Mm. it was like he was capturing my mood as I watched this scene. (laughs) Nonplussed. He was the, the screen was the mirror and he was me looking back at me. You were the chimera all along. <laughs> all al- I was the, the death monster. Oh, he didn't save us for the from this though. No, because it just gets worse. Mm. He did he he showed up he showed up multiple times, correct? I really only paid attention to him the one time. Okay. I did see him again uh in the lawn of one other scenes. Could not tell you what scene, but it probably wasn't important because I did not write it down. Okay. Okay. Um so Allison, mm. a, a white suburban mom who's been stifled by society is dun da 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 having an affair. <laughs> Because, because why? 
because her husband found birth control, which means, of course, she's having an affair and not any other reason on earth. Also, she ordered it off the internet in the year 2000. You know what? Hey, fucking Al Gore had our back back then, okay? (laughs) He's like, do you want fucking birth control, my dudes? Yeah, I got it for you. Here, take some. I just can't, like, it's not that I'm mad at Chris Carter. It's just that I'm sad about the way that the morals of the American education system have failed him. (laughs) Uh, Why? What exactly is it, Allison? Is it that specifically that, you know, people who use birth control aren't necessarily sexually active? Or is yeah. it the, the fact that birth control for a person with a uterus is fucking hard as shit to get? Which one? Uh, a little of both. <laughs> like, God forbid you're a fucking hardworking mom and you just don't want to have a fucking period anymore. That would be nice, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, hey, maybe... Your fucking husband complains so much about the vasectomy he had to have that maybe you don't trust him very much that he actually got the vasectomy because your relationship is actually built on lies. Is that it? Mm. As as everything in this neighborhood is, yes. <laughs> it just goes to demonstrate that not only was his wife a shrew, she was also a cheater. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's just part of normal suburbia, Allison. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Just normal, normal people doing normal things. Yep. Uh, what's next? (laughs) Um, oh, man. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. The, the sheriff's wife. She is mean to the poor woman, and then the poor woman is mean back to her. Mm-hmm. And then she sees the monster. Yeah. And she um gets chased by a bird in her own home and <laughs> hides in the closet. And then her husband tells Mulder not to indulge her because she's just crazy. Now, uh, spoiler alert, this is the same woman who is the monster at the end, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. 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 He also says that he thinks that she broke the mirrors herself. Yeah. Um, so not only is she crazy, she's also a liar. I just want to part the curtains here for a moment. Uh, something that this officer has said. Not only is he is the worst man possible, he is also the worst police officer possible. Uh, he says that he did want to get a divorce from this this person, this wife, his wife, but that she got pregnant and locked him into the relationship. She locked him right in with her her darn uterus. I guess you just is that do you just like sw- do you swallow them with your uterus? Is that how you is that how yeah. you do that? Oh. Yeah. She like ate his dick with her uterus and forced Got him it. to ejaculate. Uh-huh. Um, and that's how she became pregnant. Got it. It's, you know, her decision whether, yeah. yeah absolutely mm. her decision entirely. And, Got you it. know, now he's stuck and what a bitch, right? <laughs> oh, and we can't get abortions here. So um, that was out of the question. My God, this episode is... <sighs> yeah. 
I just need to take a second to breathe heavily. Okay, 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 okay. Let's think about your type five, Allison. Okay. 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 (sighs) (laughs) Um, how about you talk about, uh, uh, airplane food? Okay. (laughs) God, you know, the food at this wedding is so much better than this other kind of food I don't care for. Airplane food. Anybody had it? Can you believe plane travel will soon become obsolete? The planet is dying. (laughs) Oh, uh, can I give you a note, actually? Uh, sure. Um, you do have to start with, uh, I just flew in from blank and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Good note. And I do, I do, the other note is, I think you should lean into we're all gonna die. I think you mm, should just mm. lean into um, the earth death that's gonna happen by time we're, what, what did they say, 2050? Uh, yeah, so 2060, we'll, I think? So we'll be, uh, what, 60? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we will, in fact, everyone except the old people will be alive for the earth death um situation so i just think you should lean into that yeah absolutely i'll just be like you know what i think it's so great that brian found someone to spend the rest of his life with too bad it's only gonna be like 30 years (laughs) for all of us you know know, i think it's really romantic that this marriage will outlive the earth (laughs) (laughs) and humanity hey that's kind of romantic i kind of like that let's put a little spin on that Oh. oh god you know baby boomers kind of wonder why um we millennials are so upset uh but i mean i think we should just set up a live cam to your speech really yeah and then they'll just they'll just all get the vibes so we can't put it on the internet because they don't understand that really well no they won't be able to find it probably facebook is the best place the best place yep. to put that. and then they'll all share it. I'll put a couple pops of minions in there. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, gonna yeah. Go like wildfire. A golden retriever singing with uh, uh, air uh, wind chimes. That that cat, has to cat that makes a weird noise when it falls down the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just sandwich it all together. Just it's all magic. They're gonna eat it up. Allison, what if your wedding speech changes the world? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. What if, what if all 40 to 60 year olds look at their Facebook? Cause they all do. That's the only people use Facebook. And they're like, my God, I've been wrong this entire time. This small redheaded boy with the real short shorts has taught me something today. This gay child has a point. <laughs> I was wrong. Oh. Uh. <laughs> This type five is the tightest five I've ever heard of, Allison. Oh, oh boy, is it ever. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's talk about so how this police, pol- this policeman is just really bad at his job because. Oh, yeah. Every time Mulder's like, uh, this is a suspect, the policeman's like, I don't, I don't think she did it. I don't get that <laughs> vibe. I'm not gonna arrest him. I don't care what you say. Okay. Literally, a body is buried in someone's backyard, and he's like, and the police officers is like, I'm not arresting him. He's had a tough time already. <laughs> Cause I've been fucking his wife, and I got her pregnant, and then she died. Yeah. 
So I am the criminal, really. Actually, it's me. Uh, so it turns out that the sheriff has been cheating on his wife with both the mean rich woman and the mean poor woman. Oh, with two. I didn't even... Look, all the ladies look the same. I was... I just could not keep them straight. So she, mm-hmm. he was having two affairs at a time. And and it w- it's implied that they, he was using the same cabin for both affairs. And this cabin has what? A sex uh, mirror. Da, 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 da. Sex mirror. All over the ceiling. Mm, yes. Now, if you were a longtime listener of the Double X Files, you know exactly how we feel about sex mirrors. Uh, we're for them. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> Uh, so, now, but this is a bad thing, though, right? Sex mirrors and this? Oh, yeah. Why? Because when you see the monster, the mirror breaks. And so, um, that's what happens to the woman in that room, who we find out, um, is not just a mean, poor woman. She's also slutty and a bad mom. (laughs) Yeah, she had sex with not her husband and then told her kid, who's probably home alone, that she can have cookies for breakfast it's just every single stereotype that you really have is just being thrown at these women in this show but her breasts look amazing and then the other woman the sheriff's (laughs) wife she says she says to Mulder, uh whenever my life's a mess i just do some housework oh allison Uh uh-huh allison this scene this scene allison this (laughs) this uh, this not even lawn jockey could say this scene. Oh no! So this is this is the sheriff's wife, correct? Yeah. And she and Mulder is watching over her because she saw Spooky Crow and birds is scary. And so he wakes up and he's like, "Where's my shirt?" And she's like, "I ironed it on. I ironed it. I took it off your body and I I did I did the ding dong thing." Also, I made you eggs benedict and also bacon. And hey, I get the feeling no one takes care of you. So here's a little half grapefruit with a cherry in the middle. She encourages him to think about how home and family could really improve his life. Now, she is a murderer, correct? Yeah, she is a death monster, but she doesn't know that. So I'm getting a little mixed messages here from the writing crew, the all male <laughs> writing crew. Is is being a stay at home mom good? I don't know. Can I shout out a show that is good about this? Yeah. Um, if you want to watch a show that like actually looks at at um the lives of mothers and their kids and and their partners in uh a, an affluent neighborhood um and does it really well i suggest big little lies um which is a really great show and also a murder mystery and it's about these like six women and and uh, the things they do for their kids and the things they do for each other and uh it's very good that's cute what is it on netflix yeah, uh, no, no, oh, it no. isn't. I think it was like a seven episode limited miniseries, but they're doing a second season. But it has Nicole Kidman and Shailene oh. Woodley and uh, Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern. It's just so good. Dang, so many women. And uh, it also has, um, well, that name is gone from my mind. That's okay. It flew away. Okay. 
That's good. I like it. Oh. Anything is better than this fucking drivel, man. Yeah, well, it's like the difference is that, like, the you know, those women are not doing things that are that different from what's happening in this episode. There are women who cheat. There are women who are having trouble dealing with their kids. There are women who, they don't turn into death monsters and, you know, there's no, like, crows. But the, the same sort of, like, suburban foibles that they're trying to write about in this episode are also the focus of this series, Big Little Lies. But the women in it aren't, wafer thin they are like and i don't mean that in a physical sense i mean that in a like character development sense like it the characters are well developed and interesting and you are interested in their thoughts and their wants and their needs and their goals (sighs) as opposed to this it just all it just all makes me sick because i know like government and society the biggest one of the biggest lies that they've told us people with uteruses is that in order to be a productive member of society, you need to have kids and be like suburbia is the end goal. Oh, yeah. Like that fucked me up for a long right? time. So long. I, God, I mean, I can't even begin to go into detail about it because it fucked me up so bad. Like, uh, there's a, oh gosh, it's all my bookshelf. There's a really good book about, uh, the rise of suburbia and the, um, kind of cross into like the world of sci-fi movies and how both of them kind of rose together and how sci-fi movies were actually propaganda uh for white suburbia it's really fascinating yeah it's 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 really really buck wild um yeah it's all like that because like you know having babies and being placated is like what the government wants us to do and so fuck that yeah i mean it's wild it's like as soon as you step outside of that norm or realize that that's the way your life is heading whether you're queer or you just don't want kids or you're not looking for a long-term monogamous relationship whatever the reason like there is this crushing guilt that comes along with that it's just ingrained into you by society oh especially if you present as a woman like yeah oh boy Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Though uh, I have to tell you a little win. I I work at a school and many of the teachers are um of the generation before us or mm-hmm. yeah, older than us. Uh and one of my teachers who I do she's a mom of two. I really love uh her cuz she's really open about like I ask her questions about like having a kid and that. Um and because and I, I joke a lot about me not having a kid and she's like one of the only people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's not for everyone. <laughs> and yeah. That, and that's so nice. But I taught her how maybe asking how someone's doing is not actually a good way to say hello for the day. Because mm. for our yeah. generation, everything's really bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad every day. It is. So... If is you ask very me how I'm bad. doing, I'm, I'm going to say it's bad. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. And she has, she's changed, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, so there are old people who do make an effort and I appreciate them. But to everyone else, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end oh. this fucker. Hey, how does this, yeah. how does stupid episode end? Really badly. Okay, one positive note. This baby looks like Justin McElroy. I said it. Um, 
Justin McElroy ass looking baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he had a little hat that says happy tastes good. <laughs> it does. Oh. Um, and then, okay, so this episode ends. Oh, it breaks real bad, my friend. So we go back to Scully. Guess what she's discovered? Um, there's no sex worker that that's killing other sex workers. No. Um, what it is, is it's a pastor who's... Um, dressing up as a sex worker uh, to bring the light of the Lord into these ladies' lives. And so, so wait, a cult? Refers- is it a cult? Is this a cult? Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. It looks like it. And then she refers to him as a wolf in sheep's clothing, uh-huh. which is just a real, I mean, obviously this is a cis man dressing up as a sex worker, but the implications of it are much more widespread, especially in the current day and age that we live in thank you yes <laughs> and that's the end of my wedding speech thank you matt for these five minutes <laughs> uh, oh. it, enjoy enjoy the oysters and uh good night folks <laughs> tip your tip your waitress um oh so yeah, but you know, Scully says that since it was a pastor and that these women are, I don't know, maybe not being kidnapped or it is on a call, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. That's how cults work, right? Mm-hmm. They take people who are marginalized and they they hide them away and make sure they don't talk to anyone. Yeah, it's just like, it's not really cool to be like, it's fine that this man came and was like, hey, ladies, you know what you're doing wrong with your lives? Everything. Let me talk to you about Jesus. Obviously, you need rescuing. And me, a pastor, I'm the one who needs to rescue you. (laughs) This episode had everything. Uh, Transphobia, homophobia, fucking slut shaming. Everything. But there was one more piece to the fucking hatred puzzle that the X-Files did not kind of knee in until the very end. Why don't you tell me about it, Allison? So we find out that, of course, the death monster is the sheriff's wife, Ellen. She is the death monster. She realizes it because when she killed the poor mom, she uh, was stabbed in the shoulder and she recently finds that shoulder wound and goes, oh, I'm the death monster. Okay. Um, and then she tries to murder Mulder in a bathtub. Yeah. He gets all wet. And, um, <laughs> and so do I. Nope. <laughs> well, to be fair, anytime Mulder's life is in danger, I just, mm, gosh. Because this might yeah. be it. This might be it for him. And I never have to see his stupid face again. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, we get back to that same place we always seem to come to with these X-Files episodes where it's like, the woman did it, but she didn't even know. So she still doesn't have any agency. <laughs> and she's she's diagnosed with multiple personality disorder. Yes, it is. Uh, it is proclaimed as she is committed to a, uh, a psychiatric hospital that the death monster part of her is just a dissociative identity. And um, then she looks out the window. At a bird. Scary. <laughs> so if you're playing, hey, if you're playing shitty X-Files bingo at home, why don't you knock out, put an X on that ableism card, and hey, there you go. You got a little bit of a blackout going there, huh? 
Yeah, take a little, another little X for Mulder was right the whole time. Oh, ding, 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 bingo. Yes. <sighs> Let's rate this fucker. Okay. All right, on a spooky scale, one is I will have a nap. Five is like a bird, right? Yeah. This is a, a bird. Um, a bird, because birds are very scary. I'm going to get, there was only one bird, so I'm going to give this a point three. Uh, because there was only one bird and it was a crow, uh, and crows is scary, but I, you know, they should have done like a, a feature like film when, when birds just go, go attack. Oh, but it's like when birds, yeah, just like kind of go, yeah. that, God, that would have been really good. Yeah, it would be. If someone had thought mm, to have done that. Yeah. It would be really scary. But, and, but um, hopefully not a problematic director. Not. Oh, no, ideally not a problematic who director. Who hates uh women that would be great yeah mm. that would actually i would not like it if it were that way <laughs> no good thing there's nothing like that yeah well you rate uh i rate on a rage scale it goes from one which means this is a great episode <laughs> all the way to um, first person shooter first person shooter yeah. which is our most recent worst episode ever guess what i've never given anything a one in never. nine seasons no um and this is gonna get a nine yeah now, Much like the previous episode. God. No, I think the previous episode was like a 10.5. Yeah, you're right. It was a 10.5. This is a 9. So we've had a new winner for the new uh, worst episode. We've had a 10.5 and we've had a 9. Allison. We're on a real shit streak I'm here. I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into my mirror and it shattered. I looked up into my sex mirror and you know what? It shattered across my naked body. <laughs> and it made me really horny. Yeah. Get wet. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I have a treat for both of us. Please. I need one. But before we do, can we talk about another treat that I like, which is the Major Cast Network? Yes, we are a part of the Major Cast Network. It is a wonderful network of podcasts and cool podcast hosts. Yeah. Host cool podcasts. I'm bad at this. No, um, that's perfect. <laughs> Tom Tom is somewhere and they're like, they're doing just a throwing a thumbs up at their earphones. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Our number one Thank fan. You, <laughs> um, if you would like to support people like us who do good podcasts, things then you can go to patreon.com slash major cast and if you drop us even a dollar a month that would be hugely helpful for us just to you know get out there and make content and um if you want to listen to another great podcast on the network i suggest this one hey listeners do you ever watch a movie for your favorite actor but then you discover that it wasn't worth your time well my time is worth nothing I'm Lenny Burnham. I'm the host of The Filmographers, the podcast where I'll watch an actor's full filmography and tell you what stuff is worth watching and what stuff you shouldn't bother with. There's lots of episodes already available, a lot more coming soon. They're wherever you get your podcasts, so check out The Filmographers right here on Major Cast Network. Oh, I love that one. So good. Oh, I'm... I loved it so much that I moved and I almost burped, but it's cool. I'll keep it inside myself. <laughs> the keyword is almost. Uh, uh, Allison, I think it's time for another round of. This was formerly the fanfiction fuck corner, but what was the new name that we gave it? 
Uh, who would you fuck? Who would you fuck? It's just all about, it's the fuck corner. Who would you? Yeah, it's just, there's, the fan fiction is the, you know, we'll come and go, but the fuck corner is forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. It will outlast the earth. I want (laughs) to welcome you to another round of Can I Date Em? Essential Guide to Canadian Roadside Attractions uh, by uh, a, uh, a comic uh, creator, kagcomics.com, K-A-G-C-O-M-I-X.com. She is a local Vancouver artist and has created a little zine, and I love it so much. I want to share it with you, with you, Allison, and all of our listeners. Yay. Now, can you, um, we did put up a poll. Can you tell mm-hmm. us who was the winner? Uh, the Potato Man was the winner. From New Brunswick, the potato person with the real long fingos. I've got mm-hmm. two other roadside attractions, Allison, that are going to go head to head to head. Hey. <laughs> uh, on our Twitter, you get to vote for the most fuckable roadside attraction. Um, the first one is from Vermilion Bay, Ontario. Now, Allison, the, uh, this, this, uh, zine does call it the mutant hitchhiker, but I know it as a child for the Sasquatch hitchhiker. Oh. It is a monstrosity of epic proportions from Vermilion Bay, Ontario. Please look up the, uh, Sasquatch hitchhiker. This is what the zine has to say about it. Now, are you are you looking it up, Allison? You have to see it. I'm trying. Okay, okay. okay. Oh yeah, I got. You him. got. Oh, he's scary. No. <laughs> I mean, is he or is he a hundred percent fuckable? Well, <laughs> there's a picture of him from '87. He's got a pair of little shorts on. <laughs> yeah. No, he has shorts. It's great. Okay. Uh, look, I'm just gonna say it. This is my favorite roadside attraction. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't care if maybe I should have saved the best for last. That's not who I am. I'm being open and honest in here, and I don't want your judgment. <laughs> this gorgeous gargantuan has been kicking around Vermilion Bay for decades. At one point, he stood outside of a gas station with a speaker rigged up inside so he could yell at passersby. <laughs> <laughs> I would not only date this guy, but marry, love, and cherish him till death do us part. Aww. He is very good. Now, uh, so in one corner is the giant Sasquatch hitchhiker in Ontario. In the another corner from, is it Bossy Vane, Manitoba? It is Tommy Turtle! (laughs) Give Tommy Turtle a little look-see. Oh my word. <laughs> now, not only is Tommy Turtle by a subway, he is a large, I would say, readier slider or maybe painted turtle with a American flag in one hand and a Canadian flag in the other. He is 28 feet tall. And Allison, it looks like his tail uh, is sticking into the ground, but that he dick. Oh, really? Yeah, look at it. Do you see? Oh, yeah, look at his little boner. (laughs) Uh, This is what the zine says about Tommy. Tommy is 28 feet tall. Do you know how 
dang tall that is. That's like that's literally that's like literally a billion turtles stacked on top of each other to make a bigger turtle. It's turtles all the way up. Right? Tommy is not just big. This pretty face was the mascot of the turtle derby. A working man. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up, though. The Turtle Derby was discontinued in 2001, a fact that would break this poor romantic's heart. Would I date Tommy? Absolutely, fucking lutely Wouldn't you? <laughs> so I think we got two pretty boys for uh, yeah. this next round. Uh, so head to our Twitter and tell us who would you fuck, Tommy the Turtle or the Sasquatch Hitchhiker, uh, one from Manitoba, one from Ontario. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Now, who would you fuck, Allison? Oh, I think I gotta go for that sweet turtle boy. Yeah? I love a, love a pretty face, and he's very decorative. I gotta give it to my homeboy. My, my, my Sasquatch. From Ontario. He, he might not be the prettiest boy, but he's got some heart. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love him. Um, where can the Space Cadets get a hold of us? And where can the Space Cadets tell us about their favorite roadside attraction they want to fuck? Ooh, you had better head to um your email and send us an email at double X files podcast at gmail.com. That's double spelt out D O U B L E. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under double X files. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Twitter is where our uh, fuckable mascot posts go up. It sure will. Now, are you going to post the hitchhiking Sasquatch without the courtesy diaper, or? Ooh, that's a good question. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, um, we gotta do predictions, right? Yeah. Whose turn is it to predict? It's your turn. It sure is. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Um, okay, I don't think I got any points. Did I? Well, I said serial killer. Uh, I don't think they killed three people. No, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Um, uh, no points for me. So I'm still at two and a half. Yes. And you're at one and a half. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so your next episode is season seven, episode 17. And the title, and this is, I will note, stylized with no capital letters. Okay. It is called All Things. All the small things? Mm, now that's interesting because it's all small letters right yeah so i am stuck either between uh Mulder and scully go to the warp tour or you got a um honey i shrunk the kids situation yeah mm. why not hell why not just combine the best of both worlds, Allison? <laughs> uh, so um, there has been people disappearing in a bumbershoot sort of situation or a Woodstock. Wait, when was like the really bad Woodstock? 2000? Uh, I think it was like 95 oh, or 95. something like that. Okay. 
So people are disappearing in this sort of hip uh, music festival, and Mulder and Scully go to investigate, and Mulder is convinced that the people aren't disappearing. They're just getting a real small. <laughs> so they they go camping, because that's where everyone goes camping, and they found, like, I don't know, like a pond, and if you go inside the pond, you shrink. <laughs> you know what? I love it, and I'm all about it. Okay, good. So half point for- It's like, it's got like a, like a Voyage of the Dawn Treader kind of vibe, you know? Oh, yeah. I, that's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Good. Um, so let's do half point, like, like a warp tour. Mm-hmm. And a, maybe a half point getting small. God, I wish, I wish, I wish. I think I kind of um, want to watch How Do You Shrunk the Kids, because I kind of, I just love a good Rick Moranis moment, actually. Just gotta, gotta get in that grass, see that big old bug. Oh, I love the big bee. They write the big bee, Allison. Oh, it's so good. That's, Can I tell you a fact about this episode? Yeah, please. Um, So this is season seven, episode 17. Mm-hmm. Um, it is directed by Gillian Anderson, the <gasps> first episode of The X-Files to be directed by a woman. Wow. In season okay. seven, episode 17. Look, they had a hard time finding, uh, female directors. There weren't a lot around them. Just like there weren't a lot of white people, uh, <laughs> normal looking white people. They just had a hard time with it. Cut him, hey, <sighs> cut him some slack, my dude. I will not. No, never. Okay, is that it? Are we done? That's, we're done with this cursed episode. Good. Until next time, the truth, truth is, is out, out there. there. Man, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where they ride the big bee. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that was my sexual awakening. <laughs> Maybe I can work that into my type five. Nice. <laughs> hey, hey, who wants who here is wanna fuck a bee? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.